Hi guys, welcome to this episode. Uh, this episode we talked about a little bit of Warzone that we played, the new Ratchet and Clank game, uh, my initial impressions of, of that game. Finally, the Long Dark single player survival game from Hinterland Studios. We talked about uh, that game. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. I'm Tony. With me tonight is Vance and Clint. Vance, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. Did you work yesterday? Uh, nope. You didn't get caught up in any mandatory or anything going on? No, 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 none of that. Well, that's good. I guess it paid off me being on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's nice, you know, being on vacation. I've been lounging by the pool, uh, most of yesterday and today. Nice. So that's nice and relaxing. I go back to work in a couple of days. So I can't wait to hear about everything that's happened since I've been out. Clint, what's going on? You know, living the dream over here, man. You did work today, uh, didn't you? I'm so tired. So, um, also I realized, I, t- I mentioned it to maybe, maybe both of you, maybe just you, Tony, the other day that. I can tell how dumb I am when we record the podcast on Monday because I'm always like tired from a long day's work and I'll just mess up my words. And I'm like, here are the, all the examples of me messing up my words uh, that I have realized since we started doing this. I said, I don't think I did this when we recorded on my day off. So uh, good news in like a month, I will be off on Monday. Uh, so I expect that I will be less of an idiot, or I'm going to set the expectation that I will be less of an idiot for the podcast that we start uh, recording then. It's so tough to like just mentally keep going since uh, you know five in the morning to uh, the super duper late time past my bedtime that we're recording right now. For the audience, it is five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was wondering if one of you were going to call me out. <laughs> Tony, how are you, buddy? I am doing pretty good, pretty good. You know, like I said, I've been off a few extra days this week and just been relaxing, playing some games here and there, you know, watching a little bit of television and, you know, just lounging by the pool. I try to take more time off, but it's near impossible to get any time off from work. So I got what I could. Yeah, I've been trying to get a little bit of time off to go see family and I didn't have the dates uh, early enough to secure it through the regular channels, right? So it's just, oh, let me grab what's available to try to make some time to go down and see a family that's, you know, in the country. They don't even live in this country, and they're here. And I really want to spend some time with them. And what do you know, not a single day available. <laughs> like, while they're while they're going to be uh, here and available. I yeah, feel you, you man. Sick. Try Take as much as you can. Yeah, Clint, you look sick. Sick? Yeah, I'm super sick, man. Super <laughs> sick. <laughs> All right, I guess I won't come in tomorrow. I'll go and... Uh, <laughs> Go visit, go visit family. <laughs> All right, man, you're you're sounding pretty bad. If you want me to, I can call in for you. Yeah, you right. know, I don't think my voice can handle it. You know, it's uh... right. I mean, I'll just shoot a text. Oh yeah, sick. We'll oh, yeah. be in there That's until uh, whenever it's convenient to uh to come back, right? So what else has been going on? Anything exciting? 
you know what was super exciting is the three of us and the mysterious Jason played a little Warzone yesterday. Yeah. So, Tony, yeah. why don't you tell us about that experience? <laughs> well, you know, the last two or three times I've been invited to play Warzone, I have been in the predicament of, well, I've already uninstalled that game from my system, so it requires me to reinstall 200 gigabytes worth of information so I can get on there and play. And by the time all that happens, you guys are usually off. But good fortune is this time I didn't delete it this past time. So you, you guys were like, hey, come play. And I didn't have to uh, go through that big, long process. I actually already had it um, installed this time. So I was actually able to get in the game. It was like coming out of retirement, you know. But like I was <laughs> saying earlier, uh, I pretty much just spent the majority of the time watching you guys play <laughs> because I just yeah. uh, was just constantly dying. Yeah, I... Uh... There was one point, so before uh, Vance, I don't think we even mentioned it to you, but Jason and Tony and I had been playing, and we were getting off. Uh, we were just going to stop playing. It was bedtime, and uh, we sat there, and we chatted about a game that we're going to speak, uh, you know, chat about again today, which was the, the Long Dark, right? The survival game, and we were just, you know, enjoying the conversation about that, and you popped in. We had to take the opportunity for us all to play, obviously, but we had played quite a few games, and what I found is that I always wanted to watch Tony. Like, if I was dead, I was going to try to spectate Tony. Uh, we played... What? Did, how long did we play Tony? Probably an an hour, hour, maybe a little yeah. bit more than an hour? Yeah. Uh, I probably watched you for all of 30 seconds. Because <laughs> if I was dead, you were dead. <laughs> it's right. like, that's yeah. kind of what it seemed like. <laughs> you know? And even Vance, you got in there, and I mentioned it, because I kept flipping back and forth between you and Jason. Uh, I'm like, I keep I keep trying to get to Tony, and then it fl- took me a moment to realize, oh, he's dead, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, I was the bait, remember? It was like, uh, yeah, because I never, never ended up getting ghost. Yeah, yeah so I, I would just run last time of everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and, and, of course, the game we played when Vance got on, the last game, it was, you know, about, maybe was it 9 o'clock? Or, it was definitely past my bedtime. Uh, not that it was, not that I'm even using an excuse, because, you know, I'm not good at this game, right? But I didn't get a single kill that game we played. And I died, like, three or four times. You guys kept buying me back, and I was just, okay, well, whatever. Like, it wasn't going to happen for me that game. Vance, you got a few kills, though. Yeah, a <laughs> few. <you. laughs> oh man, nothing to write home home about. <laughs> yeah, you well, you got a few. Jason got a few. A couple or a few. I don't know how. I many. did manage and to find. Tony, I did. I managed to get one more than you. You, you got a kill. <laughs> I got a kill, and I did not. Hey. So Tony, just because math is amazing, you actually got infinitely more kills than me, because <laughs> one <laughs> is infinitely more than zero. <laughs> So just to invite you to hang that over my head. Right. So uh, I would so, say on the night you didn't, but in that one game, yes. <laughs> yeah. For the audience, just to give you a point of reference uh, about just how bad a Warzone player I currently am. Like, you know, you're bad when you, you're waiting to get bought back and somebody else on the team gets killed. And even though you've been out longer, you're secretly going, Buy another guy back. Yeah, buy another guy back. Don't bring me back because you want to fall in that into that you know uh, category. I can't believe I just wasted four thousand you know bucks buying that guy back when I could have bought the other one back. I'm like, yeah, don't put that pressure on me. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I know that feeling. That's just like, oh, it's not my game this time. So yeah, yeah. someone needs to 
someone else needs to get bought back. I've definitely had that before. It was a good time. Uh, you know, we talked that maybe maybe next month we can we we might be able to do it on Sunday nights before we record the podcast. We might be able to get some time and play together. And I assume we'll play Warzone because there's just not that many crossplay games, you know. So I'm I'm thinking that that'll be nice and interesting. And then Tony will turn on his elite hacks that he bought and. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you are, I did notice you were a level three and I've had this thought, I'm like, man, if he does anything at all amazing, he will be reported. Uh, because if you didn't know, most of the hackers are all on low level accounts uh, because when they do ban them, they just start a new one right away. Oh, so gotcha. I saw that level three. I'm like, man, if he hits any shot, he's going to get reported. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that was, there was never really a threat of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think I might just have to agree with you. <laughs> hey, I mean, the one kill I got uh, in that last game, I got totally by accident. I literally was running around the corner of the tent, you know, in that tent area that we were in, the, in yeah. the football field. And uh, yeah. I was running around the corner, and all I saw was a shadow of a dude, and I just squeezed my trigger, and the bullet just happened to hit him in the head. <laughs> oh, nice. Shit. And it was just like, there was, there was oh, not... Oh, so you definitely got reported then. No, I definitely... Because <laughs> there was no skill involved there, that was just a total like I'm just squeezing the trigger blindly, and I just happened to spray the bullet into somebody's face as he came around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> he probably Level thought I had some sort of to me. wall I'm hack or something. That oh, guy could see sure. through the wall; he knew exactly where I was. <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. And then they would watch. They would like. They would start spectating you and then they'd spectate the rest of your group and realize, nah, yeah, he's not hacking. None of these guys are hacking. <laughs> hey, well, we had this discussion before. You don't have to be a good player to be a hacker now. <laughs> no, that's a hundred percent true. But not, not, I don't think any of us were doing anything too amazing, you know, to, to be like, Oh yeah, that's a, that's a team of hackers combined, uh, five kills or whatever, you know, going, you know, getting, getting going into the game, you know, Right, uh, it was a fun time. It was nice to hang out. That's true. That's uh, that's the uh, that's a really good thing about it is being able to you know play that game with your friends. And uh, I think you guys were asking me about uh, another game that that popped up on the uh, 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 the E3 uh, radar. I, in case people didn't know, this past Sunday, video game convention uh, happened out in L.A. And I say in L.A., but it's like. I guess there was some form of it in LA. It still wasn't back in its physical form because of the pandemic. But you know, this is the the big anticipated event that happens during the summer, where all the video game publishers come together and uh, give a showcase about what they are are, are working on, what big IPs are going to be released. On uh, this year, the big event was the Microsoft presentation uh, yesterday. And uh, that went down yesterday, and everybody was, you know, excited to see uh, all the titles that Microsoft had been promising that they'd been working on. And uh, they dropped, I think, they revealed like 30 games uh, in their showcase, uh, 27 of them uh, coming from like uh, Microsoft Studios or uh, partnerships. And uh, one of the games that they were kind of talking about, and this kind of doesn't fall into 27, but uh, Back for Blood was the one you guys were asking about yesterday. And uh, that is going to be a day one drop on, uh, or day one release on uh, Xbox Game Pass. And it has cross-play. So you can play it on uh, PlayStation and play it on Xbox, and we'll be playing that together. I think we're all looking forward to playing that. And that is 
This is kind of like a remake of Left for Dead. Now, is it? But is it like a remake, or have we just determined that it is similar in in what we've been able to see so far? It's not a remake. It's it's its own IP. I think the different. I mean, the the catch was that it's a studio with developers from that previous studio that developed the old game, and because they can't, they don't own the rights to the name of that game or they had to rename it okay because i'll tell you that i did see on stream or maybe i saw it on youtube uh, from uh shroud who is a uh, a streamer like one of the most popular streamers on he played that game and so i watched quite a little bit of it in the playthrough and i could tell it did seem like there was a lot of similarities to left for dead um but I hadn't actually known or wasn't sure if it was a, a remake, like you said. But it seems as though it's going to be very similar. And I, I really enjoyed Left 4 Dead. I didn't play it terribly often. I think I, I think I found out about it only a, a couple of years ago when the game's 15 years old or something. Yeah, I mean, this is exciting. I mean, it's another co-op game. And this is kind of what I was talking about. I'm liking what Xbox is doing with their Game Pass with the uh, Day 1 third parties. But a lot of them are co-op games. Man, this is really good strategy on their part because it's getting people to play together, you know, with the co-op game. And in our case, like you don't have an Xbox, so So I do have an Xbox. That's something because it's the Xbox One. I didn't buy the new one. Yeah. Because I didn't see the the purpose of it. But even you talking about it and talking about these twenty seven games or thirty games or whatever it was, um, it makes me think, do I want to pull this Xbox out of the uh, guest bedroom and plug it back in, you know? And do I want to pay what, 15 bucks a month to uh, to have the Xbox Game Pass, you know? Like, well, you don't, it's it not, it's not really 15. It. It's, it's 15 for the Ultimate, which uh, gives you access to, like, the PC games and stuff, which you might be interested in because you said you were interested in uh, uh, doing a little bit more PC gaming. But uh, just for the console stuff, I think it's $10. Okay, um, like, and that's like a reasonable thing, but it's for me, my kind of the decision was a few years ago, you guys suggested I buy a uh, PS4, so I bought the PS4 Pro when I had the Xbox One, Yeah. and then I, I kind of decided that, well, I like that more, and we were all playing together and being able to get the parties and everything was good, um, but I had Xbox for, I don't know, seven years before that, maybe, somewhere in there. And it makes me think: Do I want to, do I want to dust off the old Xbox One, you know, for some of these games? You know, if the Xbox Game Pass is going to give that much value, I mean, it's it's an interesting you know, right. thought. You and know, like I could see myself doing that, which is kind of crazy. I mentioned that a few you know, a few podcasts ago. It's like, are they actually going to win me back to Xbox? And I mean, if Sony doesn't bring it, it seems like it's it's maybe going that way. Right. I mean, it's there's no denying. The value, I mean, because I think on like June 22nd, which is just a week away, right? But there's like a Warhammer game that's dropping. It's a four-player fantasy co-op. That's a day, again, that's a third-party day one drop on Game Pass. And I'm thinking, man, this would be an awesome game for me, Clint, and Vance to play, right? And it's day one on Game Pass. We have, uh... At the end of July, they have an, another uh, co-op game called The Ascent. That's a exclusive to Xbox, and it's a again four-player co-op. 
day one drop on Game Pass, and then we got Back for Blood. Day one, I, I, you see the strategy here, right? It's like they're making yeah. it obvious. I mean, it's not like it's a secret. It's like they are going for the co-op games from third-party developers on day one on on Game Pass, and it's like it's per, it's like those aren't the type of games. Like I, I think remember I told you before, I like to play the games, the single-player type game experiences and stuff the bigger games yeah. and stuff like that on PlayStation. But these co-op games, I don't, it doesn't kind of fall into that same category for me. Like I don't really play those games to like get achievements and stuff like that. I just play them to have fun with my friends. So I'm going to have access to all these games on day one. That's, you know, I think most of these games are probably falling in that price range of 30 to $40 range. So it's like, you know, we'll play it for a couple of weeks, have fun with it, and we'll move on, which is perfect, right? I'm like, I'm not interested in buying these games, but I would be interested in playing them and having fun for a short period of time and then move on to the next one, in a, you know, in a cooperative you know, sort of way. I've been thinking about this lately. A game like Destiny or Borderlands 2, when you compare the hours of entertainment to... If, the, if I had spent that same amount of hours like in a movie theater or doing a lot of other activities, right. you know, uh, going to sports, uh, you know, uh, sports or going out to, uh, you know, a night in the town, any of those things, the amount of uh, value I've gotten from those games that, you know, 50, 60, 70 bucks, whatever they're, whatever they're going to be costing now, if they have that staying power, like these games for the equivalent amount of time that, that uh, they've, you know, allowed enjoyment, thousands of dollars is, would be the value, you know? And I've, I've been thinking about that. Like when we talk about Returnal being $70, okay, well, what did it, was it 40 hours or so to beat that game? Uh, so I don't know, math is hard and complicated, but uh, that is the, the amount of value per hour that you're spending on those, uh, or the amount of enjoyment you get per hour on those games versus how much they cost, you're 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 not. Uh, it's a very inexpensive thing. So I, when I think about that, and I think about this Game Pass, it's it seems as though a lot of these games you're gonna get like with your ten dollars, uh, you know, a month subscription, you're gonna get just a ton of value for all these different games. But they're just not a lot of them. And now Xbox is turning up the heat, right? Because not a lot of these games are games that I think a lot of people are interested in. They're probably not going to be huge sellers. But now, like, with some of the ones they're announcing, and they're giving it to you for that $10 a month, and it's un unlimited games, right? You can play as many as you want. You can download as many as you want as long as you pay the subscription. That's how it works, isn't it? Right, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're really creating a lot of value with that, it seems. Uh, the only thing would be, when it comes to a game, like, I would never want to have a borderlands 2 or something uh on a game pass because i don't own it right and i'm paying right. like if i was only if i was in a, an area or a time when i was only wanting to play one game the xbox game pass has zero value it's only when there's not a game that i'm dedicating a lot of time to where that gets value so i'm curious like if they keep bumping out these new awesome games like i think they have to right are they creating that uh, you know, that problem for themselves that they have to keep creating the value or they're going to start losing uh, members or subscribers rather. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a big, that's a good, very good question. Um, I'm like, uh, the more you give, the more people see, you know, expect 
that type of thing. We see it all the time. Um, yeah, like with Outriders. Like if Outriders turned out to be an amazing game, why would I pay ten dollars a month for it when I could go buy it for I don't know fifty? If I knew, like, it, if I felt like that game was amazing and it was everything that I was hoping for in a game, I could expect that. Listen, I could buy it for fifty dollars or whatever, and as long as I play it for more than five months, I've gotten more than my value. If that's what I want to play, and a lot of people do that. A lot of people play one game, like Call of Duty. We've talked about that. Right. We've been that guy. Oh, we yeah. played that game exclusively for Call a year Duty, or whatever, yeah. almost exclusively. So that is the that's kind of like what the risk is. Like, do you want to put a game that's too good out there? <laughs> like, are you, right. like how are they managing well, that's that? That's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, uh, how are they? How how are they going to sustain it? I don't know. As the gamer, they don't care about that. You know, they don't care how Microsoft does it as long as Microsoft does it. So. Most people are going to fall in the category, hey, they can go broke for our care as long as they're giving me my games for $10 an hour. I mean, $10 a month or 10 or $15 a month. And you know what, too? I think people are people forget about it. Like, I subscribe to Netflix, and it, it, it's it been I, – I think I watched that one garbage movie that we talked about with uh, Batista. Yeah. With uh, the zombies in Vegas. Uh, that's the only thing I've watched. Uh, on on Netflix in months, and I don't sit here thinking, oh, I need to cancel my Netflix. Right. I, my dad was telling me, he's, like, hey, I have Netflix. Do you want to use my Netflix? I'm like, I'm thinking, like, what is it, fifteen bucks a month or something like that? Like, I'm not worried about right. cutting my Netflix well, to, to to log into yours. Yeah. You know, like, I don't I don't get it, but it's super kind of them, and I still don't even want to take them up on it, and I'm not even watching it. Right. You know, well, so maybe it's not a problem. I'm just making yeah. it up. I I don't know. I mean. I have Netflix. I watch like one show a month, maybe, you know, but I still pay for it, you know, just like I have Disney plus, you know, but I'm, I have Disney plus I have a, what's the HBO one? HBO max. I got three subscription services and I don't watch anything hardly on any of them, uh, except for the Marvel shows that we've been watching on Disney plus the occasional good show on Netflix and occasional movie on HBO max. But you know, there's could be months I don't watch anything because I'm playing video games, but I'm still paying for those things. And that's what the, that's, you know, that's what they want. That's why they want to get people in a subscription service. They don't care whether or not you're playing the games. As long as they, they have you on the hook for subscription. They're going to get their money from you. It's a great value. Do you think sure. it's a rush right now? Like they're just rushing the games, like that they're just making a big splash with what they're doing now, and then the expectation is, you know, in a, a few quarters down the line, they're going to really cool off what they're getting, and they're still going to give you stuff, but it's just going to be of lesser value. Do you expect that's like, uh, you know, part of the plan? Well, that was all. That's kind of been always. My uh, my take on it is that obviously they want to grow that subscription base up to like 50 million. I think it's their target. You know, that's what they're looking for to make it sustainable. Um, they're at 20 million now, you know, uh, so they want to grow it obviously, and they have to make it as appealing as possible. I mean, and they are all in on it. If you watch the conference from Sunday, I mean, everything was, that was their main tagline on every game that they showed was they would uh, give a release date or whatever, but they would always say available day one on Game Pass. You know, that's 27 titles 
um, that you don't have to pay the full retail price for. You're you're going to get day one on Game Pass, and that's what that's what they're driving home is the value proposition of it. And it there is no denying that that is a great value. Like, why not? You know, I'm I still play my PlayStation more, right? Even with Game Pass, I still play my PlayStation more, and I still prefer to play on PlayStation. But I cannot deny the value that Xbox has. So why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it makes me really consider with all this, like all that value, like, and it's $10 a month. Like, I don't feel like I'm that stingy. You know, that's something that is going to, that's a, like a manageable amount of money for, I think, a lot of people. And it is for me as well. So it's, it's making me think. But what I, I, what I consider is, do I want to spend that much time playing video games? And I find that I've been spending a lot of time lately, especially since we started this podcast, so there's new games to be discovered and whatnot, that I have been playing a lot of video games. Uh, so I think that, I don't know, man, I, I, I could see myself turning on the old Xbox, man. And uh, and plus, that's what Jason plays on, Vance plays on that more, you have it. Um, and the only reason I switched to PlayStation was because that's what, you know, you and another friend uh, suggested so we could play together. So playing with my friends has really been is is the really the reason why I got a PlayStation in the first place. So if people are going to be playing Xbox, I'll just shoot. I might right. go buy a new Xbox. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't I don't see how Sony or PlayStation can stand and stand there and not put out some sort of service to compete uh, or upgrade the uh, PS Plus service. Because right now, like I said, there's nothing on Game Pass f- from Xbox Studios, like right now. Like everything is old game that's been out for years or a third party. De- but that's where they kind of like, like I said, they kind of changed the game. They're getting third party developers to, to sign these deals to put their games day one on their on their service. And yeah, that's it's really very obviously an investment it, yeah. in their future, right? Because they're they're spending money hand over fist right now. I'm sure, right? And th- that's the real difference maker. I'm like, they kind of push that line that you know Xbox is the best place to play multiplats. So you have that, and you have the fact that they're they're getting these third party developers to put their games on here. You know, day one. I mean that's that's a huge win for them. I don't see how Sony can not address that, right? Like they're going to have to get these these agreements for their own uh, subscription service. I mean they have a PS Plus, they could just do it there, or you know upgrade PS Now. But and the PS Now is the one that I bought on accident, right? Yes. And I will tell you that from just you telling me about the value of Game Pass. It is way worse. Like the the PlayStation Now is, it, uh, like the value is almost non-existent. Is is at least how I feel. One yeah. individual player, you know. Right. Well, I mean, PlayStation Now is the same as Game Pass before Game Pass started signing on these third-party developers on day one. Yeah, so like, it's just like all the trash games that, you know, right. aren't going to do well. They'll throw it on there, you know, just to have something. Uh, that's kind of what it seems like. Right. And I it's, think that's where I, I yeah. found Stranded Deep, which was kind of fun, but it was a very short-lived kind of yeah. foray. But it's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, on Game Pass, it's not like, like, oh, they're giving us four or five 
third party games this month, right? They're they're doing very they're doing like one a month or you know, one every two or three or like three weeks or whatever. It's the smallish games, but games that do kind of have some name recognition. You know, there's yeah. like it's back for blood, you know. I was looking forward to playing that before. Right. And I was obviously I was like, oh, yeah, I'll buy that. It's probably gonna run like forty bucks. Uh I'm gonna buy that for PlayStation. Well, now it's part of Game Pass. So I'm like, that's forty bucks I can use for something else. You know what I'm saying? Like the next PlayStation game, you know. The next yeah. PlayStation game. So I mean, there's kind of like this symbiotic symbiotic thing going on here. It's kind of weird, but well, it's only symbiotic in nature because you have both, right? So you're reaping the benefits of both. And yeah. I'm over here being forced to make decisions, and I hate making decisions. <laughs> but long term, I don't know. I don't. I just don't know. Like, like I said, like this is all going to fragment. It's just it's this whole video game thing is going to fragment in the future because Sony is going to respond with their own and then you're going to have 30 third party developers having to make a decision on which side to, to sign on with right instead of so like you have a game let's, let's I say think for it's, yeah, for, it's gonna be a big split I think I think it's I think it's gonna really uh separate you know the market is gonna segregate strong and I don't think we're gonna have a lot of t- titles that aren't released on one of those two I think right. you're going to start seeing more exclusives then probably, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think, yeah. I mean, that's that's how I see it. I, I see a, a, a future of exclusives. And those are going to be third-party too, you know? Like third-party is going to sign on, sign, sign the contract with, you know, we're going to release on Game Pass for six months, and then we'll double dip and release on PlayStation six months later, you know, if they can get a contract mm-hmm. out of PlayStation. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, it's kind of traditional uh, gaming being turned on its head with kind of uh, with with Game Pass and what it kind of forebodes for the future. We'll see. But right now, you I mean you you can't just ignore the value. The value is you know pretty insane. It seems pretty insane right now, and they're, and they're they're pretty much front loading that value. You know, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how how they can sustain it. I mean. The, these big games that are going to cost like two hundred million dollars to develop or more, you know, I think those might be dinosaurs if this is the road we go down. I think, uh, yeah. I think everything will be smaller. Uh, is two hundred million dollars to develop a game? Is that like a a benchmark that's in existence right now? For the some of the big AAA games, I mean, like really Battlefield. I, I mean, I think it might be north of that. Wow, I had never considered that actually. But man, yeah, should I buy an Xbox One uh, X or Series X or whatever they're called? Say that again. Should I buy an Xbox Series X? Uh, I would probably go with the S because, like, especially with me having to having, I guess, the PS Five and the Xbox. I mean, I'm not losing anything with the S. Like, I don't like unless you're going to play old games. I do not see. The benefit of actually having the series uh series x or even the playstation over uh, the disc because i mean like if you do buy a digital then you're cutting off let's say 95 percent of the old games because a lot of games aren't uh wasn't made digital you know back then so your old call of duties and you know different things like that um so what's that um tom clancy ones like they like um a lot of them wasn't made digital so I definitely would go with uh, 
the X if um you know if 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 you want to, but the S I mean does just fine. I mean the AK and stuff like that. I mean nobody even makes games at AK. I don't even believe. So right now I wouldn't I wouldn't spend the spend the money. You just reminded me that I still have in uh one of my closets. I still have all my Xbox discs. I never got rid of any of them because I still have my 360 and my my Xbox One. I don't know. I'm a hoarder, yeah. I guess. I just but I have it all, so I well, could go back and play those games. Yeah, I was gonna say I hold on to it because um a uh, coworker actually gave me a 360 because uh so what I had forgot was there were two um, Xbox Connects that came out. There was one for the one, and then there was one for the um. There was one for the 360. So uh, we had the one, never had one for the 360. So the kids, they played the Dance Central games, which were only made for the 360. And I think there was one that was made for the one. So, yeah, I had to go find a 360. And then I had to find a 360 Connect to uh, to do that. Yeah, the but, Connect was one of those oh, things that always weirded me out because it would know where I was. So like I just I had to disconnect that. It wasn't it wasn't that like required at the start and then they got rid of that uh requirement. Like you had oh, to have one? your connects like for the Xbox One, did you have to have the connect at the start to, yeah, for, in order for did. it to work? Oh, I hated that. As soon as they made it so that you didn't have to, I got rid of it. I was like, I don't know, yeah, man. Did. I'm too paranoid for that. Stop spying on me. <laughs> yeah, dude, what what I I didn't like was um uh like with the um let's say the criminal mind so there were people who were hacking into the connect so then i want to say like a couple months after the actual connect drop um they came out with the cover that you could put on the connect or you know like they updated it in the morning pop up was like hey you know put like a piece of paper over it or whatever or block your camera would like that and the same thing with the credit cards with the chips is like oh yeah this would be great you know just chip but then what about a couple months later, it was like, oh, people came up with devices that can scan your chip through your clothes, through your wallet, so make sure you get to what the RFID, RFID blocker wallet, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, something like, it's just like, you know, like everybody is so in a hurry to make your life better, and you're almost making it worse. Oh, you know? well, absolutely so like, making it so, worse, yeah. You know, so, I mean, what did people do before chips? I mean, they, they you know, did their thing. But um, to go back to what you guys were talking about with the whole subscription, uh, I think that I guess we are conditioned to be a subscription-based society and pretty much like waste money based off of how we do cell phones. Every year, like um, Samsung and uh, you know, like uh, and Apple, they come out with these phones that if you buy them straight out the gate, they're like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars. But you literally do the exact same thing. Like unless you like, I know one girl. That um she's a uh, she does makeup you know tutorials on um on YouTube so that's that's why she went and uh, did Apple because of the camera and stuff like that but the average person you're gonna do the same thing on your phone no matter what edition it is so we still pay a subscription for something that we don't use and it's like we pay it like without even thinking about it. So I think with the it, whole it took me a you know, few Xbox, years to realize that Vance because I was in the same thing I'd buy it. I'd always be getting the new phones, and now I realize my phone's like three years old or something like that. My <laughs> iPhone, and I, I, I don't right. know the difference. It's fine. Like I don't, I'm not sitting there taking pictures. I don't need 16 cameras on the outside of it to to make a phone call and text somebody, and go right. on, you know, Google something, you know, which is. But I feel you, yeah, 100. percent That's a yeah. thing, man. 
so I feel like Microsoft is going the way of Apple because you remember for the longest time when you know Apple and Samsung were at the you know height and they were going up, there were millions of businesses that were only on Apple. So it's like if you didn't have the iPhone, you couldn't get their app. You know, and then and that's what you know the 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 trend kind of was. So it was like, so everybody's okay. Well, I got to get Apple because I want this. Just like now, you know, my youngest he started bowling. Well, one of the best bowling apps that I've seen is only on Apple. I don't have an Apple product. I don't have a iPhone. I don't have a freaking uh, iPad. So I'm like, uh, so now it's just dilemma of do I just go ahead and get both? Do I have? So it's, it's like with with you know Microsoft and Samsung. Like eventually. It's going to be to a point where it's like, you know, if you really want to play these games, then you got to have both, you know, and or, you know, it's like you're just going to stay with this subscription. And I feel like at that point, you know, like how many games are you really going to play where you feel like I need this subscription, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, the, the biggest thing. Um, I was late coming in, but I did hear what you said, Clinton, about, uh, you know, like how you like spend money you know like doing things versus you know the game and i think that that me personally it boils down to the memories like how much am i going to pay pay for the memory so for the longest time um i'm like i was just talking to uh jq about this i am very team based and that's my whole multiplayer thing like every game i've ever played like from the beginning was multiplayer from Mario Kart to GoldenEye. So for me, it, it, it's almost never about the game, but the enjoyment that I'm going to get from who I'm playing with. You know, so it's like, so I guess that's why I never got into the the single player games because it's like, I don't play by myself. Like, it's boring. You know, so so I, I think, yeah. you know, even if you go to a basketball game, you know, just like Steve and I, I go to basketball games with Steve and stuff like that, and it's just, you know, the memories, you know, and, um, you know, that's the, that's one thing as I get older that I, I've learned, you know, so it's like, just like say, hey, if family's in town and I can go tomorrow and our job is going to have overtime in my spot, then guess what? <laughs> my fam, I'm going to go see my family. You know, like, that's just, that's just it at no cost. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I switched from Xbox to PlayStation. That's what my friends were playing, and. Uh, yeah, I think that's absolutely it, man. And that's why like the crossplay is such a has been such a desirable thing. Like, we're are we are if we're like if we're using different systems and the only like there's only a handful of games that we can play that are crossplay, we're gonna play those games. Like, I I want to play some other games. Like, uh, we'll we'll talk about it shortly. The Long Dark, this game, survival game. It's a lot of fun, but it's not crossplay. I can't play it with anyone else. So if like Jason texts me that he wants to do Warzone or something, I'm gonna stop playing this game I'm enjoying to go spend time with my buddy, right? I mean, and that's right. uh, I think that's what it comes down to with that. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's interesting proposition that you're gonna have, you'll have to consider going forward there, Clint. But um, before you make a purchase. I wanted you to take into consideration that there's a little bit of some other Xbox news that uh, came up right before the uh, uh, E3 uh, conference. And uh, so I'll, sh- I'll, I'll, I'll read it to you. <clears throat> Microsoft is working on an Xbox TV app slash streaming stick. So um, Microsoft's Xbox app is set to come to television soon. 
says a new report. The company is in talks with television manufacturers to extend the Xbox Game Pass service to TVs by using its new xCloud service, which is meant to enable cloud-based gaming. As part of this process, the Xbox app will apparently come to both televisions and a streaming stick, the report said. So, yeah, that was a that was a big uh, uh, piece of news that popped up last week was uh, Xbox's global plan to reach more gamers. You know, so I think they they throw that number. There's like 250 million console users, you know, globally, um, but there are actually three billion gamers, right, that play some sort of digital game. So they want to reach that market um, of gamers, and they're and what they want to do is uh, make it where you can get on their ecosystem from from a smart television or your smartphone or whatever, and all their games will be powered by their uh, uh, streaming uh, servers or Azure servers. So, see what I don't like about that. Is and that's, that was a big problem when they announced Xbox One, if I remember, is it was we're going to require internet connection. Right. What if I don't have a reliable internet connection? What if the internet goes out? You know, what if it's scheduled downtime or maintenance or whatever? Like, and that can happen at really inopportune times. So for me, if the internet goes out, I'm going to hop in and play Borderlands 2 or Subnautica or whatever. I'm going to play, you know, I can still play something because I've got it downloaded on my device does not require internet connection and i hate the uh it's live service is the is the term for that right that everything like i always have to be connected to the internet and i'm always having to use data and a lot of countries uh do not have data like they have low data caps or low data availability for people uh, i can remember reading that people just having their uh, just downloading a xbox update that happened automatically uh, was took them to their data caps, and, and that was a, such a problem. So I understand, like, that's a big deal, and it's going to really broaden their reach and everything else. But I hate that everything is moving to always online. It's because now I need to have a subscription to an internet provider to then buy my subscription to their uh, game providing service. You know, right? It's, it's just which begs, gotta, uh, it's so yeah, many things. Yeah. You know, um, and he kind of begs the question: What? How do? What does that leave the uh, the console? Like, are they going to continue manufacturing Xbox consoles in the future? You know, that question uh, tends to pop up a lot uh, in regards to this this topic. So, I, I mean, I feel like they're that they're heading away from making that a priority. Like this might. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, like if they're gonna. If their focus is more on just global reach um, with a streaming stick or a smart television, like that's resources away from the console market. I mean, that's, you know, hey, they're the second richest corporation in the world, so maybe they have enough to do it all. But, you know, this is all in a vacuum, too. This I'm doesn't sure include, they could. this doesn't include the fact that Sony's not going to stand by and let them do that. You know what I'm saying? Well, without competition. Well, what's going to happen with this is people that might have been saving up to buy an Xbox will just buy this, you know, or their moms or dads are going to buy it for them, and it'll be a stopgap, you know, that uh, 
Well, you yeah, don't need you imagine an Xbox. All the, we got an Xbox can, at home. Can you right? imagine all the, all, the, all the heartbroken kids that try to convince their parents to buy uh, an Xbox console and the parents are going to tell them, just get the stick. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then you figure, you know, like in reality, like the Microsoft is like, I'm already like 10 steps ahead of Sony. When it comes to this, because you figure, you know, the whole reason why they wanted to break up uh, Microsoft, the the software part, is because everybody, you know, has a computer. So it's like you almost, you know, if if we can just send an update to your computer where it brings it up to speed and then come out with, you know, the program, then you don't even have to go out and buy a console or a stick because you already have a device in your home that we have access to. Yeah. Well, I think I think the issue uh, and what the one of the major benefits of consoles is that it's a closed system and there's not like Xbox is, is under uh, and, and Sony right are in complete control of the components of their device and when you go to the PC market there's uh, all these different manufacturers that make the different components and they have to play nice together in order for you know and, you, and if you ever have built a PC uh, you have to make sure that all of the parts that you're buying to install and to build this PC, they all have to be able to communicate together effectively. And that's not nearly as easy as you might expect. And so that is the major benefit of these consoles. The same with like Apple, they make all their stuff. It's a closed system. It's built around their, their operating system and they work well because there's not all that variance. So they're going to be introducing a ton of variance, uh, you know, if they go that route, but maybe they have that figured out. But I, I have always felt that's one of the biggest advantages to the console is that everyone's console is exactly the same. And so they only have to develop the, you know, the game and, and get it working in one, you know, for one set of components and not hundreds, potentially. That's just a little bit that came out of this E3 conference. So uh, there was a whole lot more, but uh, we'll save that for a uh, different discussion. So let's just move on. Uh, We've been waiting a long time for this. An email from a re, uh, from a listener. So let's get to that email. You guys ready for this? Let's hear it. Do a little find. Go spend eight dollars on a little soundbite to introduce the uh, email from listeners segment that you're gonna start. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This email is from. The Mysterious Jason. <clears throat> it's titled, Clint Hating on Star Wars. Hey, guys. It's not my fault it's trash. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, guys. Long-time <laughs> listener of the podcast. Love what you guys are doing. Clint's hate for Star Wars makes me question him as a friend. Maybe Whoa. if he accepts the Force, <laughs> he will be able to get a kill or two in Rogue Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two kills. So. <laughs> um, thank Jason, you, Mysterious Jason, funny. for the sending us that email. If anybody else would like to send us an email, just send it to Tony at goodygameradio.com. I'm going to text yeah, him right now and tell him I'm disappointed in him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if he replies quickly enough. <laughs> Took, well... We'll put a quote from him on the podcast. How is he going to like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. 
Now, Clint is uh, getting in contact with the mysterious Jason. We'll move on to the next topic. Real real quick before we move on to uh, a video game discussion uh, focus for the episode, The the Long Dark, I wanted to just say that I managed to get my hands on the uh, Ratchet and Clank new PS5 uh, release this past Friday, and it is awesome. Is it free? No. <laughs> it's seventy dollars. Is it what? Seventy dollars. Huh? Seventy dollars. <laughs> However, wow. I have the physical disc. So as soon as I'm done playing with it, I will loan it to you. Old Not school. Seventy dollars, no. Uh-uh. Oh, uh, old school. <laughs> I'll loan you the disc. No, that game's God, great, especially if kids. Physical copies. Hey, you know, just. One of those things. I like to have the physical copy. That way I can loan it to my friends <laughs> that don't want to spend the seventy dollars. Was that was it the last of us uh that you loaned me? Or it wasn't you, it was another friend, wasn't it? I loaned you Demon's uh Demon Souls. Demon Souls. I didn't even want to play it. It was weird. But the last, like the Last of Us, I don't know that I would have bought that game. That was like a, kind of my introduction yeah. to single player stuff. So there was a lot of value in uh, I think it was another friend though that that the, but them having the physical disc basically uh, really helped to kind of turn me on to more of the single player stuff. Yep, yep. And somebody loaned me The Last of Us too. Yeah, that the 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 old standby technique of passing the disc over <laughs> still works. Yeah, no, anyway. it's uh, it's interesting. Have you enjoyed you've enjoyed it so far, right? You said it was. Like the graphics were really, the gra- were really awesome as well, right? The graphics are really, 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 really good. It is it is next gen graphics for sure. I mean, it's just it's got uh, it's got you know it plays at 4K, uh, 30 frames, which is just a base quality mode, uh, ray trace reflections, uh, so it looks incredible. Uh, but it also has performance modes uh, that boost the frame rates up to 60. Uh, without ray tracing and then it also has a performance mode with ray tracing at 60 so you know they've kind of covered all their bases there but some of the things that they're doing in the game are pretty incredible as far as like the ssd is coming in the full play with the with the console like the, like you're teleporting through different dimensions and worlds all within like a split second and i'm talking about multiple dimensions and like it's just like walking through a door you know like most games you have like some sort of loading you know whether it be just a blank screen or something that's disguised as a loading screen like you know uh maybe you might have noticed when you were playing god of war like when you when a kratos might squeeze in between some rocks or something from one area to the next you know that's a loading screen right yeah of course so yeah yeah, so instead of having those old uh, techniques, you know, it's just instant. You know, it's just like you walking from one room of your house to the next, you know. There's no delay in anything. So it allows them to really reach that next level in storytelling where you have a really hard time telling where a cutscene might be playing and the gameplay is actually happening. Like, it transitions back and forth between those things so quickly. Like, there's literally cutscenes in the middle of the battle. You might not even notice that it's doing that. That's how. That, quick it I, is. I think that is awesome. 
And that, like, is a very exciting thing to me about the new SSDs. Yeah, so it's really pushing that to the whole nother level. So pretty, like, jaw-dropping, like, when you're playing it. It's like when it's doing that sort of stuff, like, man, there's no pause in the storytelling and in the gameplay. It's just all seamless. So, yeah, I just wanted to hit up on that uh, real quick since that just dropped last Friday, and I'm, I'm playing it, and like I said, I'm having a really good time with it, and it, it's definitely the most next-gen game out there right now. So you think next week or the week after we'll have a, uh, have a review from you? Next week we'll have a review for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. Uh, I don't know how many games you've reviewed, but I'm pretty sure I'm at like 100% that I have bought them. And played them after you've reviewed them so far. Speaking of uh, playing a game after, I haven't reviewed it, but I was telling you about it. And we've already mentioned the name a couple of times uh, in this episode. Uh, The Long Dark is a game that I started playing last week, or might have been a week before. But it's a single-player survival game that came out in 2014, I think from a studio called Hinterland Studio. Um, Never heard of the game before. But came across it and started playing it. And it's the most unique game that I've played because a lot of the mechanics are so mundane. And now, Clint, you've played it. <laughs> uh, why don't you jump in here and, and, and get, uh, tell us, tell the audience exactly wh- what I mean when I say that. Okay, so I have found myself repeatedly watching water boil <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just a part of the game so the the things that you need to keep an eye on in the game like the main things because there's plenty more are you know you're in the canadian wilderness and there is limited shelters like cabins here or there it's obviously very uh, very cold and the temperature will have uh variances depending on the time of day because that's part of the you know the day cycle happens and additionally the weather like there'll be blizzards and whatnot so but you've got to worry about your temperature because if your temperature drops from being outdoors or not in a warm enough area um, you will start dying once your temperature gets to zero you also have to worry about how how recently you've slept um, and then your uh, water and your food intake so if these things get down to a level, um, if they basically get to zero, you start dying and your health bar will decrease um, as that happens. But in addition to those things, just simply moving around, like how much weight you can carry, like you have to find everything. So you'll, if, oh, you're cold, well, you got to find a coat or gloves or different types of shoes and they all have different uh way too many stats right like a bunch of stuff i don't even understand what it's trying to what it's trying to show me is what some of these stats are on the different uh clothing but you have to increase your you know your warmth so that you can go outside and uh, and explore and you need to explore to find food and water because it's not it's not just uh, you don't just have it you need to go find it and every activity you do you are burning calories and those calories are vital to keeping you alive, right? So it's a uh, – and one of the things is it's timed, right? So if I can find the materials to build a fire and then I'm going to try and it's going to give me a percentage chance whether I'll actually build the fire or not. But then if I can actually build a fire and start cooking food, I have uh, – it might take 38 minutes you know, to cook food depending on the temperature of the fire, how much, how much uh, resources I've added to the fire. 
well, let's say I just decide to do a task like break down some of my uh, clothing because it's, you know, to use it to repair the other clothing because it gets damaged. If I do it and it takes me an hour or an hour and 15 minutes to, to break it down, I'm going to break it down. And when I come out of that animation, my food will be burned because it took longer than the amount of time and I left it on the, the oven or the fire or whatever. Um, it's just so many little things that you have to consider. Like every task that you do has to be calculated. And it is, it is, there's just so many things to kill you and, and to just punish you in the game. It's punishing is what it is more than anything. Not only that, but you're out and about in the wilderness. You got wolves to worry about. You got bears to worry about. And they will hunt you down and basically murder you at any, at any moment's notice, you know? Like, and some of us are better than others at detecting the bears and wolves because Tony <laughs> has not been attacked by them yet. And me, it was just, uh, I think, partly because of where I was exploring. But it was just, a, like, I knew that when I started going uh, out of my, you know, whatever shelter I was in, that I would be attacked by wolves and bears. And I just had to make sure that I was protected enough and I had the heels uh, to repair, you know, right after it happened so that I could keep going and, and have enough HP before I got attacked by the next wolf. Tony did not have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a rifle <laughs> with bullets. <laughs> That's the other thing. you got to find nice. those things. you got to find everything. Like, I, I played an entire playthrough lasting, like, my first one was... I think 20 or 21 days. I think it was 20. Um, never found a knife the entire playthrough. Wow. You need a knife for a lot of the things you have to do. This is such a true statement. I'm like, I don't know how you made it that long uh, without a knife. Yeah, I think it was day 18 when I got a revolver. So I didn't have any, like I, I had a, a hatchet, which you use to break down, like, you know, uh, tables and things like that. But the... Uh, I didn't have anything to actually protect myself from the wolves. You, I'd, I'd find flares, and if you throw the flare at them, like when they're coming towards you, it will sometimes scare them off. Yeah. You know, and then you got to run the other way. But uh, man, there's so many things, and like I started a playthrough because I died. Of course, I died again. That's gonna be the thing. My first playthrough, I really was careful about it and timid, and now it's like, let me just explore. Let me just, I just want to see what's around me. And so I died today. When I got home, I died again. Because <laughs> uh, I was, I found a rope. And I'm like, oh, rope, let me go explore the area that's down this mountain. Okay. Well, I almost died down there. Managed to like pull it together to get my warmth up and get it to the point where, okay, I can make it back to my, my little base camp. Uh, tried to climb up the same rope that I had climbed down. Couldn't do it. Wasn't able to do it. I just got stuck there, and then I eventually fell and died. It's like how was like, it because you were too I, you were too fatigued or something? So I had a decent amount, but I did my fatigue meter did decay to zero before I made it to the top. So that might have been it. But then it was uh, like I was there, and it was still letting me climb up a tiny bit at a time. And then I guess I lost my grip and fell, and I fell down. And I already had no, uh, I don't think I had any warmth, you know, I was already yeah. losing HP oh, yeah. and then I got down, I fell down to, you know, maybe like five HP or something, a very little, little amount. And I put down my bed because I had, you know, these things were going to kill me. So I put down my bed, 
and I put down the fire and I didn't have tinder to, to build the fire. <laughs> I only had, you know, three of the four components to build the fire. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess that's that, you know, and I died. But yeah, I started like... up another game right after that. And I have been running around, you know, I did it before we started recording. I'm running around, just started the game, have not found shelter. I'm like half dead already. It's like I just started and I'm already that, almost dead. Yeah. That happened to me, man. When I got dropped, uh, the very first game I played uh, in the survivor mode, it dropped me in the middle of nowhere. There was, it was just the middle of the woods. I'm like, I had no idea. Never played the game before. I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do? So I just started walking and the wind was blowing and my fatigue was dropping. I'm like, okay, that can't be good. So I just kept going and miraculously found uh, the cabin that I used as my base camp. And uh, was it, you know, able to use that as like, uh, you know, where I just kind of went out and collected the things I needed. I just had better luck, I think, than you did with finding stuff. Like I found the rifle in an old abandoned rail car and I found a three knives and three hatchets. I must've been like in a easier area to start off with because, uh, uh, I did find those things a lot easier, but still I almost died many times because you do, everything is cal has to be calculated. Like, you know, the cabin I was in is next to a frozen lake, right? But there's some cabins on the other, on the other side of the lake. So I decided to walk over there and explore and while I was headed over there, there was like a little uh, fishing hut on the lake, frozen lake. So I, I, I stopped in there to like start scrounging around and a storm came and like you couldn't see like 10 feet in front of you. And I waited it out, right? And I waited and I waited <laughs> and then I'm looking at the <laughs> sundial and it's like getting down to almost dark. I'm like okay do i have enough wood <laughs> do i have a way to keep myself warm and then like or do i uh, try to make it back to the cabin you know i ended up spending the night in that place i had just enough wood to keep me warm and then the next morning a fog rolled in i could not find my way back i got lost and the weather <laughs> is so crazy in this game like you can walk out and it's crystal clear and it's beautiful and you can see for miles and you can walk out and not be able to see your hand in front of yeah. your face. So yeah, which it's is just yeah. crazy. Yeah. Everything is calculated. Like you have to like, can I go five hundred yards? <laughs> Do I have the the the, the, the resources to? If I get stuck out there, am I going to make it back? And the answer can absolutely be no a lot of the time. Yeah, you know, five hundred yards. yards could be a prohibitive amount of of, of distance in this game. Or it could be nothing, depending on the uh, you know all the environmental factors and what you have been able to accumulate in your playthrough. But you can't carry too much with you, because you have a weight restriction. You can carry more than it, but it uh, it negatively affects you in other ways. Like this is a game that is masterful about punishing you, um, and I kind of love that about it. I, I I don't see this as a game that I'm going to play for a long time though. Uh, I think I'm going to play it a little bit more and I could see myself maybe even coming back to it. Yeah. But it, whenever I come back to it, like if I don't play this for a week, I'm going to have to start a new, a new, if I, if I hadn't died when I quit, I'll have to start a new one. Cause I don't think that I would be able to, 
like it would take so long to catch myself back up about all the things that I would need to like go through a checklist about what had been happening in that playthrough and make decisions like what was my thought process? What was my next steps? You know, I think uh, it's a lot easier to do that when it's recent. But if I come back after a week of not playing, I'm going to be lost, I expect. Yeah. I, I expect I would probably die the first you know, first instance of, of getting going. I think uh, I think this is a game you could play indefinitely, for sure. Uh, I, until Well, until all the resources on the map ran out. But uh, the map is pretty big, way bigger than I anticipated. Like, I tried to Huge. transition from one region to the next. It took me way longer than anticipated. Fortunately, I... You know, I'm a super cautious player, so man, I had so much food and so much water. Like, I was so overburdened when I started the trip. But uh, fortunately, um, even being overburdened, I mean, I needed some luck to not die. Like I was telling you, how I I got caught in a storm again, and because it was so windy, it wouldn't let it wouldn't let me put a fire down. So I'm like, I gotta find shelter and. I was freezing to death and literally almost froze to death. And then I wandered upon a cave and just barely survived. Even though I've got like 30 pounds of venison on me and, you know, three gallons of water. You know, I had plenty of food and, and water stock. I just almost died to just getting caught out in a storm and freezing to death because my winter gear stinks. I'm like, I have no good winter gear what was your so one of the things is it uh tells you you know what the temperature is and then how much of a a benefit your gear is giving you right so like i just started a playthrough and i had like plus four degrees so if it's zero outside my body is essentially at plus four well i had it where i think i was like plus it was either 42 or 32 degrees in my playthrough was 20 days do you know what you're at as far as how much warmth you have like Plus three degrees. Are you that little after Dude, all the time? All I have is some blue jeans, a sweatshirt, and a windbreaker. It's some mittens and a and a wool cap. That's it. Like I have some boots I found, but I didn't find any good winter gear until I kind of got in your area, where I found some snow pants and a winter parka yeah. and stuff like. No, I had no like. I was freezing to death constantly. And, and like it, this game takes into consideration how much more moisture your clothes get on it. Like oh, from walking yeah. through the snow. And like, um, so yeah, I, I almost froze to death if I didn't find that cave. Um, but I, I'd see, I, I, like I said, you can play this game indefinitely. I, I'm going to consider a good successful ending. Uh, if I don't die, is if I reach the level of like uh, one of those uh, like uh, movies where you have like a uh, uh, Grizzly Adams or like a uh, Jeremiah, what's his name? I can't remember that uh, Robert Redford played in that movie where he was like a trapper. Yeah. <laughs> where I'm, I can make my own clothes out of bear hide and, <laughs> and stuff, and I'm walking around, you know, in a big fur coats and stuff that I've killed and cured myself. I'm like, that's a successful end point to the game. Now, I have uh, already made um, a cap for myself out of some hide, so I'm well on my way. What hide? Die. Deer hide or? Uh, I think deer it's a raccoon butt. <laughs> what do you say? Raccoon, raccoon deer butt. butt. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that I did, uh, 
you know, I got stuck in uh, an area of the map that I was running around in circles. And you told me you've done a lot of things to make sure you know directions and uh, where you're going. Well, I'm all about exploring. And I had gone to this new area, and I, I, there's no compass. Have you found a compass? I've not, I've not no. found one. Yeah, I don't think there is. So you kind of just decide where you're going to go, and you start moving that way. And I find I just move in straight lines for the most part. But I went through to like two or three different areas of the map because they're different, they're named areas. So I had trekked a long way and I found that I had to go through these tunnels, like mining tunnels, and I got lost. Like I found like a lighthouse and uh, this really, you know, kind of cool area and a big factory that had all these resources and whatnot. And then I could not get back. I was literally going in, in circles and there was wolves attacking me constantly, bears attacking me constantly. And I go and I finally, I come out and I'm thinking, okay, I think I'm actually out. I think I made it out, you know, to the, uh, to where I could exit this area of the map and never come back. And I'm cooking up venison because I had found venison. I had a rifle. I had found it in a, in a cave and I had 11 bullets that I had accumulated over my 20 days, uh, and I start hearing this bear. And I think, is he smelling the venison cooking or whatever? And he's he starts like getting a little interested in me. And he's, he gets pretty close, but I haven't aggroed him because I'm crouching down, which makes a difference apparently. And I shoot this bear right in the head. And I'll tell you, I missed a lot of shots uh, because it's hard to aim and they move in kind right. of the weird motions and stuff. Yeah, kind of zigzag at you and whatnot. Um, I shot him right in the head and he ran away and I'm thinking I can't even one shot these bears with this gun. I only have 11 bullets. I did. I did one shot a wolf, but I also had hit a wolf and didn't kill it with one shot. Yeah. But the bear uh, goes, he starts running away and I'm thinking, okay, let me eat this venison real quick so I can, you know, not die. Cause that's always what you're trying to do is not die. And I start going and the bear attacks me. I'm like, didn't you just get shot in the head, dude? Like, why are you still here? <laughs> why are you coming after me? And he knocked my uh, revolver out of my hand. I didn't know it. And it was just, and I'm thinking, all right. I, I didn't know I'd, he knocked it out of my hand, but I'm just like, going. let me go. I need to get out of this area. I need to get out of this area. Nope. I had looped back around into the area. <laughs> I, I don't know if I ever got out of it before I died, you know, because I got what actually ended up killing me was I was already, you know, my resources, everything was depleted. I couldn't sleep. I somehow, I might have left my, my uh, bedroll on the ground somewhere. <laughs> I might have harvested. I might have done something like that. Wow. And I don't think it deteriorated because I had been, all of my stuff was like over 95% at all times. Because you it starts deteriorating, I'm going to fix it. I would use all the cloth. I'd sew it up, you know. Went through like probably 10 sewing kits in the time uh, that I played those 20 days always had my stuff in pristine condition because when you get attacked by a wolf or a bear, it damages your clothing, right? Yeah. I always would keep it keep it the highest. But I've been attacked by so many wolves and so many bears. I was losing my, you know, my uh, my clothing, so I don't have, I'm not as warm as I was. And I finally uh, was on a little excursion trying to get out of this area, and I got attacked by a wolf. And then I got attacked by a bear immediately afterwards. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, they just attacked me, so they de-aggro for a moment. Let me run away. Nope. Another wolf comes and attacks wow. me. 
it was like, what? It's so dangerous. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, man, that's crazy. Um, it's been fun, though. This is a very fun game, and I appreciate how much it makes me think about what oh, I'm doing. It makes you really think, dude. Because, like, you were talking about hunting, right? You had 11 bullets. I had two bullets for my rifle for the longest time, right? Um, and I was trying not to use my rifle, um, but I was running out of food, right? Because I was getting, I'd already scavenged most of the food from the cabins around the lake that I was at. And the only thing I had left was, uh, to get food was fishing and a couple of reserve cans of food that I kept, um, well, my t- I ran out of fishing tackle, and you have to make new tackle, right? So it's like, I have no way of making new tackle. So I knew that, one, I either had to leave the area fairly soon, or I had to figure out, you know, another way of getting food. And uh, so I know I ran out of uh, fish to eat, and I was down to uh, one can of dog food, and I was like half hell, uh, half uh, full on my uh, stomach so I'm like okay I gotta go kill a deer right so I grabbed the rifle I went I went I knew where a couple of deer were hanging out I tried to get close and they were they would run off right so I came back later and I kind of hid behind a rock and I could hear them coming right so the first one comes in the in the view and he lines up right in front of me about 15 yards away and I shoot him in the side, right? Right where I think the heart would be. Um, and he doesn't drop. Right. I'm like, and he takes off running. I'm like, are you kidding me? It didn't kill him. So I ran up to the spot where I shot him and there was a big splatter of blood on the ground. And then I could see the blood trail going off. Right. I'm like, Oh, I got to track him. Then I stopped and I thought, I looked at the time. Dude, it was late in the day. I'm like, oh, God. I have to. So I chased after the deer. He ran all the way around the perimeter of the lake and up into the woods and the hills. And in those hills, I knew there were wolves, right? I'm like, I know there's wolves up there. So I went up there, and the more he bled out, the less blood there was to track. right? So it's like I started having to uh, go between looking for the blood and looking for the indentions where his hooves were in the snow, which were crisscrossing with uh, wolf tracks, by the way. So, of course. Oh, my God. So I got, and it was, by this time, like, the sun was halfway. I mean, it was, like, almost down to the horizon. And I was, like, I was almost to the point where I'm, like, I got to turn back. And then I saw his, his body laying on the ground and I ran up to it and there was a wolf standing over it and I ran up to it and the wolf ran off. Right. Interesting. So I, I cleaned the deer, right. It took me like an hour and 16 minutes. By that time, the sun was like literally below like the last rays of it were below the horizon. And I like, I made the track back in the dark all the way to the cabin <laughs> and uh, was able to save all that meat and stuff. That's what kept me alive. Otherwise I probably would have died. Cause I had, I was out of food at that point, but yeah, that's, it's, it's a different game 
and it, how it makes you have to think about even the littlest of uh, movements, and 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 you have to weigh the the risk reward for anything that you're gonna to to do. So it's been pretty I cool. Think about it. Like I would like to meet the developers of the, a game like Destiny, uh, Destiny or like Borderlands Two. I think it'd be cool to meet those people and talk to them. I never ever want to meet people who made this game. <laughs> like, what kind of what kind of sadists are these people, man? It's some guy like, in a cabin somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like going crazy. I'm sure. Yeah. I want to make them live like, how I'm living. To, we need to suffer as he has suffered, right? Like, right. Oh. right. It's a fun game, though, man. It's just, it's so, it's just, it's another different one. I would never have played this a year ago. Never have done it, but now I'm I'm happy that I have and just thinking about it and i feel like because i'm so interested in exploring it am i just going to start a bunch of new characters and just run out to my death immediately cuz that's what it seems like i'm on track to do like <laughs> i need to start actually considering the things i'm doing i we talked about it last night after we wrapped up uh warzone uh the, you know we were talking about the game actually that's what jason you and i were talking about when vance joined us we had been talking for i don't i mean 10 15 minutes maybe after we had stopped playing, just sitting in the lobby talking about this game. And, uh, but I went and checked, I went on YouTube and I saw that there was this guy who had survived 500 days. And that is an achievement, Tony, <laughs> 500 days. That's an and achievement. His, Are you serious? It is. Yeah. And I watched his uh, video and it was like, a, it was an awesome video in the context because it was just, here's some of the interesting things that happened over the time. And it was like the different, you know, the first time he got attacked by wolves or bears or his first hunt and kill of those things and him like going out of his way to do achievements. That's cool. And he just spliced it get together really quickly. He it was very, it was very uh, documentary. Yeah. And it was short, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, just, I don't know, eight or 10 minute video maybe, but, uh, 500 days, dude. <laughs> Can you even imagine? It feels like it's taking me forever to make it the 20 plus days that I've survived. <laughs> yeah like it's crazy that they could do it but it's a fun game you know and i, I definitely i think if uh there's any fans of survival games uh listening I, it, isn't it free i don't did we pay for this game on playstation or xbox or anything uh it is on xbox game pass okay did i pay for this game you paid for the game did i really <laughs> yeah what like our, i got my <laughs> are you sure? you did hold on did I actually? Hold on. I don't know if I believe you. Can I see if it's... I'm going to Google it and not try to go to the game store. <laughs> I can't. Did I really pay for it? I tried not I to remind it? you of that fact. What did I pay for it? <laughs> $29. Did I really? The Long Dark on uh, PlayStation. I need to verify this. Okay. He says called the what? The Long Dark. Man, you dark. should have pulled out that Xbox I paid $30 <laughs> for this game. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally remember that. I, uh, you know, I budgeted. You know, I checked the spreadsheets, and then I, I did it. Definitely. I remember right. it very hey, Definitely a positive. Like, I'll give this one to Game Pass. I would have never paid $29 for this game uh, on, uh, on Outward Appearances. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll move pay $30 for this. <laughs> No, you know, I had, uh, I had, uh, you know, oh, I'm playing it on Xbox. That's what it is. I didn't pay for it. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> Phil Spencer, better. I want my coupon for signing this guy <laughs> up. 
right. Hey, but that's saying something. If uh, you know, I paid the money because you recommended it. That's all it took, apparently. <laughs> so just uh, before we sign off on the podcast, I uh, texted Jason uh, basically to uh, just talk a little trash about his email. And uh, I'm going to be completely and fully honest with you, the listeners. Jason texted me back a picture that was meant for his wife. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to explain anything about it. I'm not going to say anything. Just going to say That's that funny. was the response. Just we'll see how he feels about that information <laughs> being out. Oh, man, so I can't do it. I'm not mean... that bad of a friend. Uh, his so, cat so chewed up a toy that... or something. That's all it is. It's not an interesting picture whatsoever. But hey, I did no, like what's to have that. Is, is the names must be close then. Well, I think uh, my text <laughs> message was uh, so forgettable that he forgot that he had texted me <laughs> in between texting his wife, I'm sure. All right, folks. That's a, that concludes his episode of Good to Game Radio. Thanks again for joining us here. And, um, uh, we really appreciate you guys stopping by and giving us a listen. Uh, we look forward to next week again when we're going to talk a little bit about Loki and uh, the new Marvel show on uh, Disney+. Plus. We hope you guys have a great week. And uh, if you have any comments or su- suggestions, be sure to send us an email. Uh, Tony at GoodToGameRadio.com. All right. So we, got, we will check you guys out next week. Later, dudes. Later.